Is this, have we, have we started? Is it, are we beginning? Yes. Can I say yes to that? I'll yes. answer that question. Okay. Yes. You, you can say it. yes to that. Okay. All right. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Doing well. Doing Happy well. Sunday. Yeah. Missed you last week. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. Nice to catch up. It is yeah. indeed. Uh, was in Toronto. Was out of town visiting, visiting friends and family and folk and whatnot. So it's nice to get back to the home. Yeah, that's I cool. It, that was the whole reason you were there is just a visit. Uh, living in America is complicated. Having a car with, uh, Ontario plates. Um, huh. I've got, in Ohio, you can have out of town plates and they don't care. I've got local insurance, like an Ohio company insurance, and they don't care if it's foreign plates. Hmm. Uh, but Canada does not recognize the insurance. So as far as I'm concerned, my car is uninsured. So I had to go back and do some, some finagling. Nothing <laughs> illegal. They've, they've, they understand what I'm doing. It's, they say it's how you get around the system. So I had to go do that, and a friend is getting married in September, so I had to go get fit for a tux. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's fun, and I get to be the MC of that wedding, so. Nice. nice. And see friends and see dad and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, that's good. Super and nice. by the way, just, it, dad, uh, dad's done, uh, uh, fixed his deck. He's redone his deck in his backyard, and it's gorgeous. I've been hearing uh-huh. about it. I haven't seen any pics yet, but cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. But he's still tweaking it in the fence, this and that, but it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Nice. Way better than it was. Nice, nice. Very nice. And he hired a contractor? He's, he's oh, he doing did some it. of the work himself. Oh, he nice. did it all himself. Okay. Him, and, uh, him and Howard. Oh, awesome. Yep. That's cool. Um, so we had uh, uh, a couple of items of follow-up that we were being encouraged to talk about. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and or also one that I just wanted to talk about as well. So something that I just, um, upon listening to our last podcast, uh, when we were talking about Android, right? Carm, you had brought up Android, mm-hmm. and I'd uh, talked about rooting the phone, and, and and I couldn't at the time, off the top of my head, remember why exactly I had rooted my phone. <laughs> and then upon listening to it, I'm like, "What? God, I sound like I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Why? I just rooted it for no reason. No, no. So I just wanted to touch on a few of the reasons why uh, I did. So I touched on on Lux last time that controls the the screen color temperature, which I I find really useful. But two other things that uh, that I do that I use um, the rooting for. One is I have this module, this framework set called Exposed installed, and it allows me to install a whole bunch of different modules. One very popular module is called Gravity Box, and it allows you to tweak such an incredible amount of things on your phone that is really nice. Exactly how your lock screen works, exactly how your media controls work, and how your phone responds to headphones plug in, plug out. You can tweak all of that stuff. It's really, really handy. And it does like kind that. of require this like pretty low level um, hooking into your phone, and so you need root for that. The huh, other, the other thing that I use it for is uh, this great app that I found called Greenify, and it's uh, essentially a, a battery maximizer is the idea because what it allows you to do is really monitor exactly what apps on your phone are uh, utilizing batteries and uh, and then put individual apps when you lock your phone into a deep sleep so that as soon as you you know you just lock your phone that app is completely locked out from doing any kind of battery drain. Uh, and it's surprising to find out all these apps that you're like, why is that running in the background? Like, I, you know, that's an app that I haven't even run since I booted my phone. And yet it, it's like consuming 2% of the battery usage during the day while the phone mm-hmm. is locked, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, it's been great. And so actually since installing that and, and really being particular about locking all these apps out from doing anything when the phone's in uh, locked mode, um, my battery usage has gone up like a good 20%, which is great. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> or the battery, well, uh, uh, length, you know. So I have a question for that. Sure. For since I haven't rooted or jailbroken or anything in in, in forever, uh, what is it? Is it as complicated as it used to be? So this is on Android. Um, yes, sorry, Android. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't super straightforward. But you know what the thing is though is that I I I don't exactly remember because I had an HTC. I have the M8, and it came with the uh, the HTC Sense. Uh, software installed on it, you know, the the OS. And then I uh, migrated that over to the Google Play Edition version of Android for the M8 and uh, combining that with then rooting the phone with having to do the S off and all sorts of unlocking the phone, all that kind of thing. I don't remember exactly which stage was only the rooting of the phone. (laughs) Perhaps it was easy. I don't remember. Fair enough. Yeah, I might might have to do something similar, but some of those things you mentioned there, the I can get, you know, a day and a half out of my battery, which is way better than when I, my old iPhone, which I would get, you know, three quarters of a day and I'd have to have it always plugged in. But, uh, just tweaking that down would be nice and locking some things out would be good because my phone is off 
good chuck of the devil i'm sitting at a desk and whatnot yep uh but yeah that's uh interesting all right i'll uh, look into that and then there's another good app i think called uh, gsam gsam battery monitor and uh, that will actually give you like really detailed specs on exactly what is uh, using batteries and whether it's a screen or background processes or and then it gives you some ideas on what you want to lock out with uh, the greenify app interesting yeah cool mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had another follow-up item as well yes that the, somebody asked you about <laughs> yeah uh we mentioned uh at one point uh mentioned i mentioned uh dad's one eye um <laughs> which has been a sort of a family joke for a long time uh many years ago uh or still to this day uh our father plays badminton uh quite regularly and uh he's uh the pan am games are going on in toronto right now and he's got tickets to the uh, badminton final which he's quite excited about yeah, yeah um and i don't know i forget how old i was how i mean you guys were very young at the time i guess mm-hmm. um maybe i was 10 or so we were dad was at a badminton tournament which he went to many of and uh, he got hit square in the eyeball with the with the badminton birdie, a shuttlecock, as they say, <clears throat> uh, and it, it damaged one of his eyes pretty bad. And he's uh, been kind of blind. I'm not entirely sure. He's, he's you know he can his perception and uh, peripheral vision is still fine, but it's I think just things out of the center of it is where he's got issues. So it's always the joke that dad's got one eye. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I think from my understanding that yeah, the well, the birds fly really, really fast. I think they're one of the fastest racket sports just for a short time. But uh, yeah. it, it connected with his eye and um, caused a uh, shockwave to go through his vitreous fluid, which Goodness. then um, knocked into its uh, retina right at the back and chipped a little piece of the retina oh. in the set and the center off, which I guess just floated down to the bottom of his eyeball. Hmm. Yeah. So he's missing a. <laughs> Yeah, he's missing a, a hole, a gap in the center. Yeah, and it's it's actually yeah, I think that's true about it being the fastest, um, but for a very short window. Because uh, sure. I saw a guy on YouTube hitting shuttlecocks um, through watermelons. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they kind of not not all the way through, but it like lodged it really really deep inside. That visual yeah. for that one second, as you said, that just made my brain go funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gallagher's gonna be really pissed. Yes, um, I think so. Also, though, uh, on a side note, uh, Dad having one eye in the uh, uh, the oop, somebody's at my front door. Oh. <laughs> you guys, what the? If you die here, this I is heard be Big really. Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I've, I've I've been here for months and I've never heard that doorbell go. Hmm. Um, all right, well, I'm going to do that. Guy, hold on a second, guys. I'm sure. going to some package. Hang on a sec. Hi, I'm back. Hey, guys. Or, Hi. or uh. Gonna, Orion. I keep calling am I him gonna, Orion. I keep doing that. Yeah. Am I going to be Finn? Do I got to be Finn? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, USA, USA. I got USPS who's delivering me mail at 2.16 on a Sunday afternoon. Bless their souls. That's hilarious. Huh? I got four packages from Amazon just showed up. I don't even remember what I ordered. Nice. Yeah. Wait, the, the US Post? That's like the yeah. regular US Post? US yeah, Postal yeah, Service. Oh, that's wild. Um, yeah, here in, in Holland, they, they deliver on Saturdays. But I thought that was weird. Always. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. Uh, I just want to circle back to my, my funny joke about dad with the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. after he had the, uh, the eyeball shuttlecock accident, mm-hmm. uh, all those goofy glasses, the safety glasses he'd wear all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember those? No. Not exactly. But I can guess. No. Oh, there's, there's some photographs somewhere that I'll, that I'll dig up and maybe we can post on here because, you know, it's funny. But he'd always wear just the, like, construction safety glasses. Not well, goggles, but like the, the glasses, those big, giant, thick 1970s. Really, all the time because he was paranoid, of course. I mean, and rightfully so. I would be too. Wait, wait, wait! Not just while playing badminton. No, all the time. All the (laughs) (laughs) time. This wasn't just during like the healing period or something, right? Oh no! If if memory serves, it may have just been for a while, but in my brain, it was for years. (laughs) With a giant beard and the crazy 1980s hair and uh, the short shorts and the giant giant safety glasses. No prescription, just giant safety glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, bless him. (laughs) <laughs> I think if I if I understand correct as well, they got uh, insurance money from that. I believe which so. Hel- which helped on the down payment for uh, our our house in uh, in Toronto. <clears throat> Sweet, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So speaking of Toronto, segue, nice segue there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> with with I mean, I moved out of Toronto when I was sixteen. Moved out west. Uh, Which I still then, find absolutely wackadoo. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's uh, I've spoken to many people with 16-year-old children, and I know kids, people with 16-year-old children, and it's like, I moved across the country when I was that age? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so 
when you guys moved out west, how old were you, Dill? I was, f- I had just turned 14. Okay. So yeah. Like, like a, a, a week earlier than, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was okay. 10. Okay. So, I mean, I was thinking, since I was just in Toronto last week in Toronto, I always consider Toronto, Toronto, like my home. Um, <laughs> I guess because I had that, the formative years up till 16 and then moved out west and sort of became a grown up because, you know, I started working right away and I was working full time and all that stuff. So I, you know, not that I lost my youth or anything like that, uh, but sort of, I guess those formative years at 16, Toronto's always been that place. And mm-hmm. since you guys moved away from that, do you guys, I was just always curious what people think of Toronto, because I've got a lot of friends with a lot of opinions, and most of Canada hates Toronto, as, as everybody knows. Um, what do you guys think of, do you guys have any strong memories of Toronto, or is it just a place you lived when you were younger than the West Coast was sort of where you, where you became grown up, became who you are? You go ahead, Lee. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, well, I think, yeah, the West Coast definitely is where I, uh, I relate as being my home. But, uh, um, don't forget that I also came back to Toronto for four years to go to school. So I have that adult, uh, um, feeling about it as well. But I, I think Toronto for me is just jam packed full of nostalgia. And I think sometimes the nostalgia carries me further in my like of it than I actually like it. <laughs> um, How old were you when you went to back to school in Toronto? 26. Okay. Yeah, so 26 through 30, I think. Um, and yeah, and I went around and I went to, you know, Kenilworth where we grew up and, and yeah, we, yeah. we had, we had a difficult time making friends in Toronto and we found sort of, um, the way we could be in BC where you just sort of drop by someone's house because you happen to be walking by their street and they wouldn't find that strange. They'd invite you in. In Toronto, that just did not fly. People <laughs> were very put off by that, that you didn't, you didn't, uh, set up a calendar date with them. Huh. Um, yeah. And so we just found it a different, different vibe there. We didn't, I, it just didn't fit us quite as well, but, um, I don't know. I, I like Toronto. I do like Toronto. Yeah, fair enough. The one thing that I noticed, I mean, I, I've only been gone for a year, but I've forgotten about, I think maybe it's a little more nostalgic like you. I've forgotten the crippling traffic every time, yeah. everywhere, all day, all the time. You know, here in Columbus is some traffic, but not like that. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Pan Am yeah. games is on and all that, but it's, it's trying to get anywhere in town. It takes you an hour and a half to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, that's, uh, it takes me about an hour to travel to, uh, Amsterdam for work right now. And that's in an entirely different city and yeah, Toronto. Yeah. It took me, it took me an hour and a half to get to school. And that was just across, across town. Yeah. <laughs> you take the train is, though, Leaf. Yeah. And I took the train in, uh, in Toronto as well. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah. I took the, took the subway. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. TTC, How- take the car. <laughs> <laughs> Ha. Ding dong dong. Um, Thanks. I still remember that. Um, <laughs> that was a nice back reference. I like that. That was good. Yes, nice. So uh, um, for me, I yeah, yeah uh, from fourteen onwards, I guess I lived out on the west coast, and and I don't really feel like Toronto's home. No, I don't don't have a, a strong connection to it anymore. Uh, I don't have a lot of negative feelings towards it either, though. Then when I go back, I, I enjoy, you know, going downtown, walking on Bloor Street and, and mm. like going over to the distillery and stuff and checking stuff out and swinging by the beaches to take a look at our old yeah. uh, neighborhood and seeing how that's going. But I don't, I don't know. I don't have a, I actually don't feel like I have any strong connection with it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I figured. But uh, like I said, going back, it's, I, when I went to, I moved out west came back for five years and then moved to Ottawa for 10 and then came back to Toronto for 10. And now I'm out here. Um, yeah, I don't know why I keep getting drawn to it, but it's the, no, just curious. Just think of what you guys felt about that. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, at 30 years old, I'd lived, uh, half my life in, in Ontario and half my life in BC, which was kind of interesting. And yeah. I, I think Neat. the thing, um, I really like about Toronto is the multicultural. Um, yes. the, the ability to get like any kind of ethnicity of food that you wander everywhere and there's festivals from all over the world. And it's, I mean, we're definitely here in Utrecht in the Netherlands. That's not the case. It's very, very white bread. And same with Victoria. It's sort of that very, absolutely. Um, yeah. A bit, bit of monoculture. Too. Yeah. So Toronto, like that, I, I love that about Toronto. Just that, that, that feeling that you can, uh, yeah, I don't know that, that multi- multiculturality. How, what's uh, what's uh, it like in uh, Ohio as far as multiculturalism? Um, it's not so much. I mean, there are some, you know, there's the German districts, uh, there's a small Italian neighborhood. Um, but the, it's, it's a college town. 
Um, it's uh, it's pretty uh, white bread. Pretty, you know, it's 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 fine. It's nice. Uh, but there's very my biggest complaint that I've I've been here since I've been here is the the lack of the ethnic food. And uh, any of my Facebook friends will uh, yeah. uh, will attest to that I'm constantly complaining that you know I can't find good Chinese food or I can't find Greek food or I can't even find a Panzerati here. You can get a calzone as far as the eye can see, but as soon as you ask them to deep fry it, they get weird, which is weird <laughs> being in America because you figure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've, uh, <laughs> with a lot of my ethnic friends back in Toronto who have sent me many, many recipes. Thank you to all my friends who have and keep sending them. Um, you know, I've been sent, uh, amazing, uh, jerk chicken, um, mm-hmm. spice recipes, how to make proper, uh, curry. Uh, there's a couple good Indian restaurants in town, uh, but still it's not the same as, you know, Gerard Street, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But the food in is some ways it's, to... Yeah, in some ways, even here, um, I mean, we're closer to some of the countries that you can get food at. In, in Like, we, we've been looking for pierogies. We actually did find them today, but, the, I mean, you just can't find pierogies anywhere. <laughs> um, and we're closer to Poland, which is yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, there's... Um, you can buy frozen things like that. You can buy frozen pierogies here, but the... You go to the German house and the pierogies they have are just boiled. They're not fried. There's no onions. There's no nothing. Hmm. Um, I mean, at least the ones I've had. I mean, people tell me that you can get them, but nobody can ever tell me where when I ask where. Um, where do I get this? I'll go here. They don't have that. Oh, they did once. It's like, oh, thanks. Toronto's only eight hours from here. I'm not driving eight hours for pierogies, though. Thank you. Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, here's uh, a question well, for you. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah. Is white bread with an A the phrase white bread? No. Wait, what? Oh. The phrase white bread, like <laughs> like this is a very white white bread community. Is there an A in the word bread? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's my understanding, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like a piece of white bread. It's not like bread for white people. <laughs> or 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 things that are bred by white people. Yeah, no, no. I I I always took it as a uh, white bread as in as opposed to brown bread. Okay. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just, I don't know. I've never really thought that too deep about it, to be honest with you. I always thought it was white bread, as in it's a sort of a white bread community. Like, it's mostly white people. Oh, yes. interesting. Yeah, so that's the opposite of how I took it. Yeah. <laughs> I are. mean, however, there is some of the best Mexican food I've ever had in town here, so it's not... I mean, I, I sound like a terrible person saying all these things. Um, Maybe we'll edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said anything. No, I know we haven't, but it's, 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 it's the... Uh, <laughs> The, the 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 super consciousness self consciousness yeah. around these issues. That's very true. I mean, that's it. Leave it in. I'm okay. Uh, but like I say, there's if you guys ever come down here, there's uh, some amazing right, Mexican restaurants. I've never been to Mexico, so um, this is. But in Toronto, there's no good Mexican restaurants. There's two, but that's very very expensive. You're for pretty far from food. Mexico in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mexicans can bring carry the recipes with them, of course. Um, yep. <laughs> I can. I mean. Yeah, they're, they're very strong. I hear. <laughs> All right, let's back uh, this one up. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, question I had for you guys as well, uh, going back again to sort of uh, reconnecting with us in question. Because like I said, with me moving out at such a uh, youngish age and uh, losing connection with you guys, sort of we've been on and off for the many years we have, and this podcast being uh, a piece of that reconnection, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a silly name. Um, and it's been pointed out to me for, I don't know, 40 odd years now that I have a silly name. Um, and, uh, you, we spoke about this a little bit, uh, via email beforehand, Dylan, uh, and Leaf, but, uh, I've been, I've got some hilarious stories about my name and people still mock my name and I, some people still have no idea what my name is. So, um, I'm still called Carmen for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been called Carl, uh, <laughs> I've been called Ooh. Karen more than once, um, mm-hmm. Uh, nobody ever gets it with a K. You say K-A-R-M and you can see them on the keyboard. They're typing C-A-R-M still. 90% of the time. Uh, there was a friend who I knew in Ottawa when I was bartending. I knew her for many, many years and we, we hung out all the time. Uh, and she was having, she moved away somewhere to Europe or something. She was having a big going away party. And when she came to give me a hug goodbye, she said, I'm going to miss you so much, Carp. It's been great being your friend. And I looked at her and I said, what's my name? She said, Carp. <laughs> I've known you for a better part of five years and you've always thought my name was Carp like C-A-R-P like the she fish said, like the fish she said yeah. yeah what is your name I said Carm she said that's a weird name 
I said, carp's okay? She said, well, I thought carp's it was weird, okay. but you you fit carp. I'm like, oh. <laughs> the world according to carp. Exactly. I mean, I've, I've, I've got, wow. uh, and also the fact that, you know, the, my, my full name being the Indian name Karam Chand, mm-hmm. um, and working with uh, so many Indian developers, uh, oftentimes it, conversations come around, it's like, what is your full name? And I tell them, and they just look at me very confused. Mm. Why? Why do you have an Indian name? And my response usually is just hippie parents. Hippie parents. Yeah. Hippie parents. Uh, and they say, what are your brother's names? And it's like Dylan and Leaf. They go, oh, those are all very weird names. <laughs> so with that said, like the, that, I mean, I could tell you a hundred stories about my names. Um, and I went and got, uh, Karam Chand in Sanskrit or in Hindi or whatever the language is called, uh, tattooed on my arm. So I've got, so it's funny gotcha. that I've got my name in Hindi tattooed on my arm. Hmm. Which every once in a while, I get, people will notice it and say it to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's, oh, that's okay. who I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dylan, you were saying that you're, you've never really had any. I mean, your name became sort of, I guess. Uh, yeah. More yeah. Normal, no. Yeah. Dylan. I mean, especially when it spelled identically to Bob Dylan, and so there was that connection to people could uh, could understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, my middle name, Moen, is a strange one, but uh, I don't even think most of my identification actually has it on it, though. And, it, you know, it is, just you saying that, though, it is very strange. Like, we have absolutely zero East Indian heritage, and yet all three of us have East Indian aspects of our names. It's a little weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It's very strange. Yeah. And, well, it's, it's uh, I sent Dad, I mean, it, the, the history to that, of course, is that... Uh, Dad's very into uh, classical East Indian music, um, uh, going way back, and he's traveled to India many times. Uh, so I guess there's a connection there that sort of gave them the <clears throat> us to that piece to that. Uh, so there is not just people grabbing names out of the air. Sure. Which I mean, I've got a friend named Sky. I'm not sure where parents got that name from, other than hippie they, parents and our our cousin named Tree, of course. They grabbed it they out grabbed of the air. It out of the air. I was going <laughs> to say. I saw it first. <laughs> oh, dang it! <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, but true. I mean, like, so. With being brought up with all the sort of South Asian influence and sort of, I mean, I lived in India for what six months when I was two, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and how'd you they, support yourself? It, you know, my my feet usually. Oh, that's you know, good. Sometimes both hands and feet. Wow. Um, eating hot ketchup and yogurt to impress the people. <laughs> the amazing Canadian kid eating hot ketchup. The people. I don't know. You sit on the street begging. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Um. But growing with all that influence, it's sort of in the last few years I've gotten into electronica music of of sorts and uh, sort of Asian influenced trance and drum and bass music has sort of found its way into my life and I listen to a lot of that. Hmm. And I sent some to dad and said, I blame you for me listening to this. And he's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, that's a sitar and tabla in the background, you know, right? He's like, yeah, so. I'm like, you, I played tabla for a week in a sitar when I was, for a week when I was a kid. Come on, you know, it's. <laughs> Uh, how many people know what a sarangi is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Indian yeah. instrument. It's nothing weird. Did you really yeah, just say sarangi? Sarangi. Sa- sarangi. sarangi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. See, exactly. <laughs> and here we are. Correcting your, your pronunciation on it. East Indian classical <laughs> yeah. instrument. Yes. My goodness. The three the three uh, honkies. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, with all that said, like Dylan, you, see, you know, your name is, you know, normal by comparison but us but uh yeah yeah i think um yeah like i I said in the email i think it was probably stranger at that time to name your and i'm sure it was after bob dylan whether they did they ever say that's true uh i I, not directly but i've I've asked them they said yeah yeah okay yeah but i yeah so i imagine there was a whole bunch of um folky hippies around that time who think they were being awfully clever by doing that um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and then everyone did it, and I think it's yeah, it became obviously quite a, a normal name. Um, there's a lot of Dylans these days. Not so many Leafs, though. No, no, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I think pe- I didn't get teased too much about it past primary school because there's not really much you can do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, until uh, everyone found out what a queef was, but then uh, do we have to beep that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let uh, people Google it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and then my, my middle names as well, uh, which I always used to uh, uh, never tell my second middle name because it's Leaf Daniel Doss Parker. And because as soon as I said Daniel Doss, everyone in the uh, in the computer lab would just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go that far. I wouldn't put together the, the modeling clay is what I thought. 
Oh no! It was it was definitely DOS, uh, yeah, DOS oh, disk operating system, that's, and that's and I just found out today that in Dutch DOS uh, DOS means um, Badger, so I think that's more fun. D A S, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They say DOS DOS though. That's cool. Yeah. Right. So ba- so leave Badger Parker. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Daniel Badger. Did Daniel you actually Badger. did you actually change your name or no? No, no, no. And in Holland as well, they. Uh, they use initials like a lot. Often they won't even use your first name. They'll, they'll just use your first initial and, and middle initial. So I'm um, Leaf Double D Parker, which is... Uh, <laughs> Double D, yeah. Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, and, no. uh, and, Car- and Carm, you're also famous here as well. I think I sent you a photo once, but there's someone who um, graffitis all of the uh, the trains in, in Holland with the name Carm. <laughs> well, hello. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll see. I mean, yeah, someone, good, someone, good, excellent, not me. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't me. Uh, With uh, Dylan, you said that most of your ID just says Dylan Parker. Yeah, yeah, the the moment I, at some point, I think, here, you know what, I actually oddly have my passport right in front of me. (laughs) And. Yeah, with that, so. Like, my passport does not have Moen on it. Hmm. It just says Dylan Parker. You never really liked it. No, it, it, it's 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 such a foreign name to me. It had no connection to me, and so and it was one of those things where I don't know. Yeah, I was very self conscious about explaining it to people when I was younger, and so yeah. uh, just didn't yes. use it. Yeah, I, I I of course went through the same thing and uh, spent many years sort of. I don't really know how I did. I never changed anything legally, but every time I got a new piece of ID, I said, "Can you just drop my middle names?" Because my full name is Karm Chan Prasad Parker, mm-hmm. so the Chan Prasad. I just dropped, and I only have one piece of ID that says that full name. Everything else is just Karen Parker. And hmm. being down here in America, not having a middle name, everybody's very suspicious of that. Hmm. Really? Um, I show them ID. It's just like, what's your middle name? What's your Christian middle name? It's like I don't, I don't have one. Here's three pieces of identification that don't have it. Hmm. So, so your yeah. full name is, uh, you know what? I don't even think I. Uh, the last time I heard Prasad. Uh, I can't even remember. So I always <laughs> yeah, said it was just Karm Chand Parker, but it's Karm Chand no. Prasad Parker, really? Yeah, the story is is that, uh, I mean, from what I remember, I think Dad told me, or maybe Mom, I forget, <clears throat> excuse me, that years when they filled out my birth certificate, mm-hmm. they said Karm Chand's, but the guy put Karm Chand Prasad Parker as four names, not Karm Chand Prasad Parker, three names. So it became Karm, and they lost an A in there, so it's K A R M instead of K R A M, which is Mahatma Gandhi's second middle name, Karam Chand. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. So it's supposed to yeah. be what? K-A-R-A-M-C-H-A-N-D. Karam Chand. So they spelled ah. your... They, they, what? This is they wackadoo. Spelled- These stories, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, wait, what? So they, they spelled your name wrong and they just decided to never follow up on it? That's... Okay. That's, so wait, that's so, what I, so Karam yeah. Chand is actually one name? Yes. It's, Chand it's is not the middle name. No, okay. Mahatma Gandhi's second middle name is, is Mahatma Mohandas Karam Chand Gandhi is his name. Gotcha, wow. And that's where Karam Chan comes from. So and you're named after Gandhi. Holy crap. Okay. I am. Uh, I also thought uh, you are as well, Mohan. Yeah, Mohan. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought Mohan was too, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's the first I've ever heard that. Oh, Mahatma, I always thought that was true. Really? Mahatma, Mahatma Mohan Karam Chan. I'm going to look yeah. this up afterwards. Yeah, okay. go, yeah. go to the Google bots. Or as my friend would say, I wouldn't know where to Google that. <laughs> and, um, I, and I think uh, Das is as well. I think the second part of my name is one of Gandhi's middle names, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. I, th- I thought that was the connection between all of them, but... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There yeah. you go. Okay. I, I, I feel I feel embarrassed that uh, I'm I'm learning so much on this podcast. <laughs> I think that's the point. That's great. Maybe it is. We're, yeah. we're here to help people, right? Yeah. Each other. We're here to help one each other. one brother at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, one brother at a time. Uh, and Carm, you also went by uh, Kaz for a while, didn't you? I went by Kaz for a while. I went by Nick for the longest time. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. this this all came out of this. Now you've brought me back to the full circle as to why I wanted to ask about your names. Is when I go to the a Starbucks or anywhere they ask for my name. I always say Nick. I've never, I've Carm. Well, you know, who knows what they're going to put down there. Uh, do you guys give your real names at the, at Starbucks or some, wherever that asks for your name? I, I say Parker. Parker. All right. I've done that many times as well. Yeah. But I thought Nick was just, you know, Parker, you can hear over a crowd. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I actually can't. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a go to name in that situation. Uh, <laughs> so no. Nothing that I can think I was of. at, where was I? I was at a breakfast place at one of those. You know, sort of the open market places where they had a breakfast, and you, everybody just goes and sits down in an area, and they come and bring it to you, and they just yell at your name and bring it to you. Like the Sunset Grill? <clears throat> yeah, something like that. It's very <laughs> similar. Yeah, no, that's where they just yell at you. <laughs> um, but I was there, and I was with 
I was at a scooter event, uh, and there was 30 or 40 of my friends there. And the guy came out and yelled, Nick, and I put my hand up, and the whole place stopped and turned and looked at me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I like they're going to know how to spell karm. It was just like, yeah, you're right, you're right, all right. That's but that funny. got me thinking about what you guys, uh, what kind of silliness you guys had with your names growing up, because, you know, Carm, Dylan, and Leaf. Yeah, I mean, I deal yeah. with people spelling it all the time. Like, that's, that's for whatever reason, D-Y-L-A-N is not the common spelling for most people. They think it's like D-I-L-L or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I do remember you saying you're changing your name to Kaz and Nick. I, I had, I chose Charles at some point or something like that. <laughs> 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 I don't remember exactly why, Excuse and me. I don't think it was like on any kind of you know uh, long term dealing with friends or anything. I think it was just at home over one summer. I decided I didn't like the name Dylan anymore. But is, is Carm dying? <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> I just the idea of hey Chuck, hey, Chuck yeah. Charles trying to Charles. be. Uh, Hello, it's, it's, it's Charles, uh, please. Yes, hello, yeah. Charles. It didn't have that connotation for me at the time. I think I think for me it was it was cooler. And even <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm remembering now. Whenever I would put in my initials in a video game, I mm-hmm. would always put DCP. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah and I, that was C for Charles. Yeah, that's mm. true. I actually remember that. I, I never put together that the C actually didn't match. That was not my name. <laughs> no. <laughs> It just it, well, it has it has a good um, aesthetic quality. DCP, yeah, it yeah, yeah, it rhymes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put Kaz in video games still because I still play video games because you know I'm a, I'm a teenager. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I still put Kaz, uh, and the reason I put Kaz is because uh, there was a guy in my junior high named Zach who was the coolest <laughs> guy I had ever met in my whole life. <clears throat> and Zach backwards is Kaz, so I thought <laughs> I was being clever. Yeah, oh were. boy, he was so cool. Oh, he was he was the bee's knees. I tell you. <laughs> Wait, wait, you were watching Saved by the Bell, weren't you? <laughs> no. Oh. This is it Horizon? Horizon Alternative, uh, BTW? Um, Zach and, was uh, at Horizon? Okay. Yeah. He was a year ahead of me, and he dressed uh, like a... He wore zoot suits, and he would, you know, he had a... He was a oh. bit of a mod, and a bit of a... It was, you know, 1984? Five? So, so yeah, he was yeah. he was just the coolest cat, man. Oh, man, I wanted to be him. <laughs> Couldn't even talk to him. No idea how to talk to him. <laughs> so I took his name and put it backwards. Uh, That's funny. In homage. Um, my, yes. Another good thing with my name is um, in the Netherlands, the, the word leaf means uh, sweet or like sweet and kind. But it's also the nickname people use to call their girlfriend or boyfriend. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it means like sweetie, basically. Leafje means sweetie or, or sometimes they just say leaf like uh, sweet. Um, so there actually has been a moment when I'm hanging out with friends and then they're talking to their girlfriend on the phone and then they say, Oh, Leaf, Leaf, can you, can you pass me that or something? And their, their girlfriend's like, who are you with? <laughs> cause, cause they're, they're calling someone off, off phone, a, a sweetheart. Uh, and is it, is it spelled L-E-I-F, L-E-A-F or L-E-E-F? L-I-E-F, the, the switch, the two, the right. vowels. Yeah. And with Leaf Erickson and the whole Viking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there not, not a Leafs in that neighborhood, in that region of the world where you? <clears throat> yeah, well, we no, no. I mean, when I, when I meet Swedes or, or uh, people from Norway, then then they they recognize it. But no, no it's not a Dutch name at all. Hmm. Well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess because it means uh, sweet, it would be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were when we were visiting uh, our cousins back east, uh, I guess just about six months ago, or whatever. Uh, Christine, uh, Christine referred to you as Leafy, which I yeah. haven't heard mm. in years and years and years. And when she said it, I just like, yeah, it, was, it really shocked me. It was like, ah, <laughs> Leafy, really? But then I realized like we call all their names wrong too. We still call <laughs> their names Chrissy. the same names. Chrissy and, and yeah. we call him Martin and he's now Marty and Marty yeah. is now Peter. Yeah. Eh, anyway, so. And you, you so call Finn. Like Finney and all that, right? Yeah, we like call him. He, although he sort of migrated all now to to Griffin most of the time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like awesome. Finn, Finney, Griffin. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Names are strange. Yeah, very strange. Oh, uh, what are you gonna do? All right, kid, something funny. <laughs> yeah. So we need a theme song now for the week in three view. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's what we're doing right now, I guess. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. So I had uh, uh, an interesting <laughs> interesting thing in the uh, last two weeks since we last talked. Um, it was it was a little um, a little intense actually when it happened. So 
we were walking down, there's a cemetery right near us, and we were right along the water, and we were walking along there uh, with the kids just out for an afternoon, evening walk, and climbing over the rocks down by the, the rocky shore, and Tracy was down there, and with a, a couple of the kids, she came across a, a knapsack that was just sitting a, amongst the rocks, sort of tucked in a bit, and then uh, it was about maybe 10 feet up, 15 feet up from the, the water, and then down a little bit closer to the water was a pair of shoes just sitting there mm-hmm. and it was unusual it was like strange because it's it's like there's no one around in that area no one usually goes and hangs out in that area it's just like a, a really really rocky area with rough water and so we took it we decided to look through it and we looked around to see if there's anybody there we couldn't find anybody um we uh, saw some people walking and asked them if they'd seen anybody nobody'd seen anybody so we started looking in in, in the, the knapsack and uh there's like a full wallet there's a cell phone a cell phone charger books bus schedules all sorts of things and um and so we we just brought it back with us to our house put up a little note on the post of the park to let if someone was coming back for it that to let them know we had it went back mm-hmm. and posted it to or we have a, a neighborhood mailing list. Of course we do. And uh, to say that we'd found this this knapsack, and if anybody was uh, knew about it, please let us know. And someone immediately replied and said, did you know that they had found a body on Clover Point just the, that morning? Um, wow. The You know, so like 10 hours earlier or whatever. Uh, yeah, and so we... Uh, Tracy called the police at that point and, and let them know we had this thing. They didn't seem particularly interested uh, at the time. They just, like, took her name and whatever. Uh, and then I uh, took the, the, the person's phone. We could see who he was. Um, and uh, I took his phone and plugged it in. It was, the phone was dead. And I took a look in the recent contacts. It was an unlocked phone. And uh, called the person uh, the, that he obviously communicates with the most. And uh, talked to this, you know, got this woman immediately on the phone. And I just told her, you know, we found this bag, uh, this knapsack. And... She totally like lost her <laughs> at that point um, huh. because she's been in trying to get in touch with this guy for like you know twenty four hours at this point and hadn't hadn't heard from him and so we don't actually know what the whole fallout is. Been watching news reports and everything, and there's been no other information. But as far as we can tell, we're pretty sure that this was the 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 knapsack of the the guy whose body washed up. And, oh. and unfortunately, I was the person who unknowingly uh, broke the news to his sister you know um jesus yeah yeah it was a it was a kind of snuck up on me at the time when it happened you know and i mean i was just talking to her and then i suddenly realized what kind of news i was bringing to her and it was yeah yeah it was it was pretty shocking and that you don't know if it suicide or just accidental or anything don't know yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, he had like a towel in his bag, and his shoes were there, taken off. I kind of figure if it was a suicide, it would it would be, I don't know. Like, do you, do you bring a towel to a suicide? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow, holy smokes! Yeah, so that was that was a pretty in, that was a pretty intense thing, and uh, yeah, we dealt with that for a little while. Yeah, and does that like is it sticking with you, or like the like the the feeling of that, or, or talking to her? When I think about it, yes. I mean, day to day, no. You know, and uh, we have we. I, I don't. I sort of feel a little bad. Like, oh crap! I was like looking at this guy's phone, and but I don't know. I think she was probably happy to to find out from me rather than having to wait some uh, potential amount of time. She yeah. immediately then contacted the police, and she was following up with them to see if uh, uh, if I don't know if she could identify the contents or or if, help identify the body. Perhaps I don't know. And you handed the stuff over to the police? The police then came and they, they took everything. And we had to do these, like, massive write-ups. Um, yeah, if you, ever, <laughs> if you ever find a knapsack <laughs> and you want to avoid doing paperwork, leave mm. it alone. You know, no, or just, <laughs> holy, because, yeah, they wanted to know absolutely every single thing that, that happened. They wanted to know... Uh, where we found it? How was it unzipped? Zipped? Exactly what was inside of it? What was on the phone? What did I do? What apps did I run? What things? What when I talked to the person? What did I say on the phone? You know, and so yeah. I mean, it feels a little bit like we were under suspicion for whatever was going on there, but I think they were just being thorough, you know, to to get as much information as possible. But it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Wow, Man, that's quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, what did the kids think? You know, they were uh, pretty oblivious to most of it. You know, they, they they were there with a knapsack, and we're just like, ah, oh, we'll take it home, and cool. And they helped look around for the person to see if we could find someone while there. Uh, and then we did discuss, then the, the, 
the next day that that it, maybe it was the the body that washed ashore down the way and i don't know i think mm-hmm. i think it was okay to talk to them about that and to be honest like as long as you don't you know make a massive deal about it and really stress to them how upset they should be about something they're mm-hmm. pretty they're pretty cool with with you know uh, collecting information like that so yeah wow jeez yeah that is that is eventful yeah 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 I, I got nothing compared to that. No. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I'm feeling a little sheep. I mean, we, we almost uh, bought a house, but uh, it doesn't feel like it wasn't oh, wow. life or death. Tell me, tell me. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I was, there was unusual circumstances. I'm not going to have such a great story every week, but that was. <laughs> oh, well, wow. we've come to come to expect it now. Exactly. Yeah. You set the bar pretty high, son. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll have to start doing it yourself now, making these things happen. Tell us about the house. Almost purchased. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it just all came up very fast. We've been looking at places, and uh, I think I was I was telling Dylan last week, Carm, that um, uh, Holland's a little different. You don't actually need a, a down payment to be able to buy a house. Wow. Um, you just need to uh, you have to handle a certain amount of the the fees, the notary, and uh, the the macular, the um, realtor, um, things like that. Um, but otherwise, uh, they do an assessment based on your income, and you can purchase a house within that range. Um, and, or make up the difference if you, if you have savings. Um, so we've just been looking at places and we found one in this little neighborhood we liked and it was the right size and it was within our range. Not exactly, but, um, we were able to bid under a little bit. Um, but I've never done any bidding and I've never done any of this stuff. And we haven't even actually sat with our, our mortgage, um, counselors yet. That was to do on Tuesday. But the guy called last uh, on Friday and said to me, um, "She wants an answer by five. I have three other offers. Can you make a bid?" Wow. <laughs> and it was three. It was three o'clock in the afternoon, um, and I was like, uh, "And so I had a coworker help me. Just you, you, you make a bid, but you put in the caveat that um, the the bid only goes through if your finances, uh, right. if the bank approves you, and a, a couple other caveats." Um, like if there's foundation work amounting to over a certain amount, then you can get out. Uh, but otherwise, it's legally binding. Um, so yeah, we went, we went not hugely under the asking price, but enough that we were outbid. Um, we sort of bid as much as we can on, on my salary. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of exciting. And then an, an hour or so until they wrote back and said we were outbid and it, it didn't, but it <laughs> pretty nerve wracking to have a, yeah, have a two hour window to have to decide to without any consultation with anyone who really knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> exciting that is cool yeah that's very yeah, exciting so the, and in, yeah. in, in so the two-hour window that you had there did you kind of did you like pour over the photos some more and start thinking specifically about room use and that kind of thing did it get to that point no we'd already done all of that i mean we'd that's already sort of we were planning on on making a bid but we wanted to talk to our, our mortgage advisors first we were thinking ah, oh, midweek we'll we'll reach out i mean there's the the dutch market has been in a slump for a couple of years and so, um, there was a big crash in 2008 and, and they just, the house prices dropped, 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 dropped. And so a lot of people have just been sitting on their houses and now suddenly the market's climbing again. So suddenly the whole city's on sale because people can actually make a bit of their money back. Hmm. Um, and so there are some neighborhoods where it's a, a total seller's market and it's hard to know. So there's some places, neighborhoods where houses are on the market for weeks before they sell, but this was on the market for about a week, um, before oh. it sold. Yeah, so it, it was hard to, uh, yeah. Four days. It, four days, Sam says. Um, yeah, so it was just some of them go very quick. And uh, we talked to some realtors and they're they're talking about how people are going nuts again and outbidding each other and going up and over the asking price in certain communities. And they, multiple realtor, realtors said to us, um, we've learned nothing <laughs> from the pre- <laughs> yeah. from the previous bubble. They're like, mm. they, we've learned we've learned nothing. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, so, that's, uh, that's it. That's wild. That's great. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a, it's the, uh, you got to start doing it somehow and learning and uh, figuring it out. And, uh, I've, yeah, and I've never, I've never bought a house, so I, I've never gone through those things, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's very exciting. Yeah, I, I agree. And the strange thing in the Netherlands is actually, um, you can, uh, the monthly payments on a mortgage are, are generally significantly less than what you pay to rent, yeah. at, at least in the, in the price range that we're, we're looking at. Um, so we'd be saving money plus putting money in, uh, equity. That's great. Um, at wow. the same time. Yeah, so it's so we're we're seriously considering it, and we're we're just trying to keep our eye on the market. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How are it's, the? Uh, is there a lot of stuff on the market right now for you? I mean, is there is there a selection to look at? There is. I mean, we have a bit of a limit. My wage is is. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a good wage, but it's not particularly high. So we there's kind of a a cap on what we can look at, and for a family home. 
there's kind of a very small sweet spot for us. Sure. So we are, we're having a bit of difficulty. If we, if I was making a little bit more money, we'd have sub, uh, substantially more, um, choice just because we'd be in a slightly higher bracket. Utrecht is a pretty uh, desirable place to live too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. But in neighborhood to neighborhood, it's, it's different okay. as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's an option as well that we could potentially look out of the city, but, um, yeah, we're, we're a little reluctant to do it because, yeah. You got your friends there. You've been there for yeah, a couple years now, yeah. Yeah, and being in the city is, is part of the reason we, we love this country so much is we just fell in love with the city. Right. Um, so yeah, cool. it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're just trying to figure out where our, our limits are and what we can, <laughs> how much, um, yeah, how much space we actually need, how much renovations we could put up with and, uh, yeah, how far out of the city we're willing to live. So we're, we're just trying to find a balance. Cool. That's yeah. fun. The, uh, uh, I was talking to some people in Toronto when I was there about the average house price in Toronto is now either very close to a million or it's near a million. So the well, average amazing. house, which, you know, sort of the idea that you can rent a house in Toronto. I mean, my apartment in Toronto was a one bedroom, uh, you know, one bedroom, normal size apartment in a high rise. I was paying 1300 bucks a month rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and to even get a $400,000 condo, I'm going to be paying more than that. A plus condo fees and plus everything else. And it's just a, it's just a crazy idea that, you know, I, I could never in Toronto ever buy a house as a single person. I, you know, you need mm-hmm. to have two people working with substantial incomes and a substantial down payment. Cause you need, I think 10, 10 or 12% down payment in Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, well. 10% on a million dollars is a hundred thousand dollars down payment. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm never going to get into the housing market there. But now that I'm yeah. done in Columbus, there's a, I'm renting a house, a full house. For you know, almost half of what I was paying in Toronto for a one bedroom apartment. Seriously, and there's yeah. A, wow. Yeah, it's great. It's I, I've I've don't think I've lived in a, I've never lived in a detached house since I lived with you guys in Toronto. This, right. Hmm. I got a giant yard. I got a two car garage. I got a completely you know three four bedroom house, finished basement for, for like eight hundred bucks. Eight eight and change a month. Yeah. Jesus. I'm living I'm living close to the ghetto, but I it's. I, I don't care. I like it. It's that a sounds, fine, it's a, having that space is nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. That's, yeah, um, that's and there's a house just down the street from me, like a block from me, basically the exact same layout, same everything. Uh, and it's for sale for eighty four thousand dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think you need to put five percent down after the housing bubble burst thing, the housing crisis they had here. Yeah. Um, I think five percent is what you can minimum get away with. But I mean, wow. you know, that's what, four thousand dollars? I mean, mm-hmm. you can go to the bank and take that out in cash, and here, here's my down payment. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's, you know, with my visa being a temp, I'm on the, the temp visa. Uh, I've been told that uh, purchasing property, purchasing land is uh, frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It makes you look a little less temporary. Um, but it's just an interesting idea that, you know, I can, and that, that across a, <clears throat> I did the little calculator thing, and across a, a 30-year mortgage, an $85,000 house, I think could be 300 bucks a month, <laughs> which is like, jeez. Okay, I could yeah. you know, stretch that out yeah. thirty years, or I could just pay it off in eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You what, you're on a, a TN. Is that what you're on? Yep, trade after. Nice. I am, and they applied for my other visa, but I didn't get a H one B chosen in the lottery. Yeah, yeah, uh, they get that dang lottery every year. Yeah, yeah. They they what is it? They uh, twenty if fifty thousand. They accept fifty or sixty thousand applications, and if it goes over, they do the lottery. Right. And they got two hundred and fifty-five thousand applications this year. Wow! Holy smokes! So yeah, so they're going to apply again for me next year, and my company's doing it all for me. So it's uh, I just sit back and go, okay. Yeah, the lawyer yeah, fees for that can be pricey. Yeah, they're they're paying the lawyer fees. They're it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yep. as they should, they want you there. Yep. Cool. So yeah, it's good. It's uh, I smile and say, okay, my my nap, my TNs for three years, so I'm here till almost twenty twenty. 2017, 2018, something like that. Hmm. So it's good. It's, I mean, it's, but yeah, I, I would love to stop paying somebody else's mortgage with my rent. Hey, with your TN, do you have to go back once a year? Nope. I got three years. I got a solid three year. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't think they had their, that when I was doing it. Their, their lawyers did all that work for me, but since I don't have a degree, yeah. um, their lawyers had to send all of my paperwork and everything to a uh, academic assessment company. Okay. And mm-hmm. According to them, and now uh, it's recognized by the U.S. government because they approved my my three year extension. Um, I have a degree in uh, comp sci with the business something or other. Oh, nice! According okay. as far as they're concerned, it's not a real degree, an honorary degree. degree. Yeah, <clears throat> it's an equivalency, is what I have basically. Right. I'm trying to figure out how to turn that into a real one. If I have to go take some courses somewhere at the University of Phoenix or something, right? <laughs> uh, but just wait, wait, wait. is that, that is that to... is the University of Phoenix the real one or is that the 
Yeah, it's the real one. It's okay. everything's online, and it's uh, it's meant for people going back to the work, uh, the school, when okay. older type thing. Sorry for anybody I offended with that comment. <laughs> no, there's there are a lot of them out there that uh, you know, hey, do this, and then next six months later, it's like, oh yeah, those are all frauds. They were right, just selling right. you pieces of paper, right? Hmm. Which you know, yeah. interesting idea. But I mean, I, I I've got the uh, so now if I needed to extend my three year beyond this, uh, due to work and whatnot, I think it's much easier. But uh, they say once I have H one B, the next step is the, the day they approve that application is the, the apply for your green card the next day. Hmm. Uh, and again, it's all all the lawyers here are doing it for me. So I just uh, go in and sign some papers, and they say, "Just do this." It's like, okay, hmm. nice. But I can I got my Nexus card and my my visa, and I just fly through the border now. It's great, both directions. That's great. That's cool. Where are you going? Home. Which way are you going? This way. Which way are you going now? Going home. Okay. <laughs> going home both directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's yeah, that's fun. You were you were down here for many years in uh, California, right, Till? Uh, and you had to go back every year for that. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, eventually I, I did get the H-1B, is that what it's called? Uh, and so I did yep. not have to anymore. But nice. when I had uh, the TN, TN1, Trade NAFTA yep. 1, yep. uh, I had to go back once a year. And and unfortunately, I, I started going down, uh, I like originally left, you know, the day after Christmas or something, which meant that the one-year cycle started again, like it was always around New Year's, which got... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Great. so then we had the one year of coming, trying to get back down from Vancouver to going to uh, San Francisco, and uh, they turned us away because one date on my paperwork they were not happy with, and so on New uh, Year's Eve one day we just got turned away, and we didn't get to. We had to go and find some accommodation in Vancouver, and wow. it was you know it's actually a very memorable New Year's Eve now, but uh, at the time it was very stressful. I'll tell you. Oh, I can yeah. I can imagine. It's, yeah, uh, when. When I did mine, I first went down since my the job that I, I got the job offer here sort of very quickly out of nowhere. It's like I applied and they said, Hey, we should do the thing. Okay, we should talk. We should can you be here on Tuesday? It's like, um, I don't have a visa. They said, just take all this paperwork, go to the border with all of this, and you sit down with them for like an hour and a half, two hours, and the border guard basically interviews you literally for ninety minutes to two hours and grills you. Um about what you're going to do and why and why and why you, why not American? Why not this? Why this? Why that? Um, and everything I read online said, treat this as the toughest, most important job interview of your life. And I think that piece of, uh, advice sort of helped me get through it. And I didn't stress out of it because I've been through a thousand job interviews hmm. and I've, and I've given, uh, you know, a hundred uh, job interviews to potential hires and I've hired many people. So I sort of went in with that in mind and <clears throat> didn't stress out about it, but. Uh, I can imagine how somebody's a bit more timid or, you know, somebody who's not uh, as savvy with the interview process, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. Um, Am I being dissed? No, no. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, since, like I said, I've, I've, I've read stories online of people just like, they went in, they freaked out, they were ended up crying in the first 15 minutes because they thought the guy was mad at them and right, why would right, they right. – it's like, no, that's their job. That's what they're trying to do. They're try- not trying to make you cry, but they're just trying to make sure that – you know, an unsavory element isn't coming in that you're not trying to trick them. Um, you know, maybe they're trying to throw some power around. I don't know. Um, but I think I was in there for an hour and a half. Hmm. Uh, and the guy actually went and called the guy who I was working with in Columbus, talked to him for 15 minutes, came out, stamped all my paperwork. And I had probably two inches thick worth of paper printout, like my taxes for the last four years, my leases for the last 10 years, four written references from friends that had to be over 500 words each. Um, Every piece of ID in triplicate and this and that. And it has to be in a binder all laid out and all this and that. And he had, he took everything out. So it was all over the place. And he came back and he signed and stamped everything as I'm putting everything away. He's like, why are you still standing here? Go. It's like, um, oh, okay. <laughs> Shoved it in my knapsack and just left. See, that's, that, that sounds like an absolutely different experience than I had with the TNs. Uh, for me, it was going in. I just had to have a very specific documents. So I would have my degree. I had transcripts and I had the job offer and, uh, as well as like salary requirements and the fact that it was a temporary position. That's it. I had all that. I think maybe since I don't have, didn't have a degree. And then you needed all the extra things. Like, I, I didn't all have the any. Other stuff, I think. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no tax information or anything like that. But I think they wanted to show that I was still permanent and still connected to Canada. Okay. Okay. By the fact that I've done my taxes for all these years, I'm up to date with the Canadian government, and I'm not running from something. Right. Maybe I, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I didn't need all that stuff, but it was uh, uh, the lawyers advised me to have yeah, more information. Than just enough. in case. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
And boy, this guy went through every line of everything. So oh, wow. I'm glad I'm glad I had it. Absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, when I got through, I got, called my guy down in, down here in Columbus, and they said, "Hooray, I'm in." He's just like the guy called me. He was yelling at me, asked me the same question three times. Uh, I didn't think you were getting through. I'm like, I made it. Woohoo! <clears throat> so strange. I, it's, it's weird. It's, it seems like such a overkill. <laughs> yeah. 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 The US is, is, is paranoid about that stuff, I guess. Yeah. And boy, they hate that joke when you tell them you're down here stealing their jobs and their women. Uh... I, did I tell you this guy? I was sitting in a bar one night, and you know, as I go to the pub often, just to sit down and have a pint after work or whatever. And since I guess I usually wear a tie or a suit, people will talk to me. They figure I'm not some crazy person. Um, and talk to these guys, and they're like, you got a funny accent, man. What's going on with you? I'm just like, I'm Canadian. Boot, I'm working down here. Yeah. A boot, eh? Um, <laughs> And they had full-on southern accents, even though they're from Columbus, which I don't fully understand. Uh, and they're just, they were joking, and we're making, they're making fun of Canada, living in igloos, you know, the, the standard, uh, the old chestnuts that those are that we've all heard a million times. Mm-hmm. And they said, what are you doing on here? I said, oh, not much, just stealing your jobs and your women. And I laughed, and they just looked at me very seriously like, that's not something we joke around here, sir. It's <laughs> like, you guys are just making fun of igloos a minute ago. So I thought we were having fun. Don't shoot me, please. Thanks, guys. I'm buying this round. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I got to know your audience a bit better, I guess. I get a little <laughs> lax on that. Uh, and I think that's a good tip to all the crazy people out there. Wear, suits. <laughs> wear, wear a suit, make friends. There you go. There you go. Uh, go back my, my uh, the week in three view. I guess my, my piece to add to that now that we've rambled down this long path away from that. Um, I'm, uh, do you guys know what a pachinko machine is? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Plinko? No. No, Pachinko. Pachinko. Oh, it has, some, it has something in common, though. Isn't Plinko it's, what they play on the prices, right? Yeah, that's what I'm true, thinking. Yes. Yeah. Pachinko is the Japanese wall pinball. Yeah, mm. so it looks like a Plinko machine. I just did it. It is, but it's little, it's little tiny uh, ball bearings, 11 grams specifically, steel ball bearings. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, cool. People gamble, right? Yeah, they you they in China that became an epidemic to the point that they banned them in some cities, to my understanding, like and video just destroyed poker. the machines. What? Well, because you would go buy balls from the the, the counter and you put them in the machine <clears throat> and you'd you'd flick them. <clears throat> excuse me, you'd flick them through the, and they'd go through. And if it went down certain slots, you got more balls back. Usually fifteen balls. Okay. So the more balls you won, you could take the balls and change them in for money. So it's gambling. Um, right. And if they go through the thing, they just go into the back. Um, I've managed to, in the last, I guess, month now, but in the last week or so, I've, I've bought a, a bunch of these things because they're cheap and they're old. Wait, the actual machines? Yeah. Wow. I now have four of them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, saw, I've, I've, I saw in your Facebook page. Yeah, I saw some photos. Yes, I've, I've gone down that hole now. So I've got four of these vintage. You went down that hole, that, that pachinko <laughs> hole. Ah, wow. Wow. Carb, you, 50- I don't, you walk into puns like more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> I'm pretty punny, I guess, right? <laughs> so what are you going to do well, with these things? Um, I'm building a lounge in my basement. Not man cave, because that's the stupidest word ever. Uh, I'm building a lounge. I'm going to build a little bar down there. And I'm going to put on the wall. I'm going to put three of them on the wall, I think. And uh, one of them doesn't work. One of them's electronic. And it's, I've been... From my reading and understanding and digging around, the the board is fried. And the, since there are so many of these produced, uh, nobody ever produced schematics that people can get their hands on. So, hmm. or replacement parts, they would just throw them away and buy a new one. <clears throat> so I have a piece of art. Uh, but three of them work. Three of them are vintage with the hand machines, and this it's all mechanical. Hmm. So I'm going to build a, a cabinet on the wall <clears throat> and just sort of have them beside the bar, beside my little game area. Super neat. I like that. I'd like to get a real pinball machine, but they're very expensive and very complicated to work on. These are very easy to work on, and they cost 30 bucks, 50 bucks to buy. So the ones that are still working, they're, they're purely mechanical? There's no electronics? The ones, that, the ones that I have, yeah. They're fully mechanical, fully gravity-fed. Wow. Um, okay. And when the balls go through, there's a little, uh, almost a Rube Goldberg machine-style thing that goes through in the back, and it hits a trigger, which opens up something, triggers up something else, opens up, and then hits a bell and triggers another mechanism that drops 15 balls out. Interesting. Okay. It's pretty neat. It's like I say, you get it and you look at the back and you start thinking about how this is all put together, completely mechanical. It's pretty neat and they're pretty robust. The new ones are uh, from about late eighties on, eighty nine, ninety on. They're all electric, like full on mm. electric. Um, yeah, so they're, they're they're impossible to fix. Maybe I should create yeah. my create a Facebook account so I can take a look. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, that would be. A <laughs> that is cool. No, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I mean, just the stuff that's coming up on Google Images, it's all very colorful and electronic looking, but oh. I'd be curious about the, uh, the the older ones. Yeah, throw in vintage pachinko and uh, okay. there's. Uh, here you type. Some people say that, that Facebook is the pachinko of social media, so that makes sense. <laughs> well, they are they are much less glitzy, but. Very cool. Yeah. Does yours have like cool background drawings and things? Yeah, there's one that's got a, a cowgirl bent over looking between her legs, and there's two Native Americans spinners above her head. Is that some? Doesn't sound very Japanese. Or maybe it does. I can't tell. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the Japanese, of course, uh, in the '60s and '70s, emulate everything American. Right. Um, another one has some weird writing on it that says, you know, the, the photographer wants 18 by 6 prints on Tuesday. Um, it's like, what does that even mean? I don't know. It's it's all very weird. Where are we getting these things on eBay? Uh, Craigslist. Okay. I drove an hour and a, hour and a bit yesterday to a trailer park out in the middle of nowhere to get one from a lady. Wow. Uh, are they, are said, they oh, expensive or are you going to No, like I say, 20, I think most I paid for is 50 bucks for one. Holy crap. Hmm. Wow. Very cheap. Okay. Uh, but if I was buying the balls, you need lots of lots of balls. I now have 2000 balls, I think. That's okay. what a package just showed up. Another 500 balls just showed up. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. So it's cool. it's uh, it's neat. It's different. It's something weird, and it's uh, easy to work on. And uh, they're fun. They're neat. They're, they're different. I mean, you say that to people, be like, "That's that's weird." But like I say, mm. I like to have this and eventually get a real uh, Twilight Zone pinball machine, and that costs you know twenty five hundred bucks for a working one. So mm, yeah, I'll, I'll play with my twenty dollar pachinko for now. Yeah, I love mm. that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> so so I got, I, that's 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 my week in three What else you got there? I got one other thing that that was interesting. Uh, so Tracy's. Uncle, Uncle Don, um, he passed uh, a fair while ago. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys had met him or, or oh, yeah. knew that. Yeah, I guess Lee had. <laughs> uh, but uh, just uh, an, as an interesting aside, um, Elaine, his wife, was cleaning out the uh, uh, the his tool area and, uh, and and passing on, of course, these these tools down to uh, the rest of the family. And they'd already had done one tool migration uh when they had moved to a smaller place but now this was his smaller subset of stuff that he was using up up until he passed and so i was she asked me to come in and sort of help clean it up and 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 go through it and take what i needed and wanted and pass along whatever or not and it was just a really interesting experience because this is something that in our family our family is like so disparate right i mean our, our grandparents were back in ontario still and and dad's side was out in the middle of bc and we didn't really see our, our grandparents and, uh, and aunts and uncles that often. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then experiencing this thing of, of passing along somebody's workshop tools. It was, uh, again, I, I'm all, apparently my, my week in three view is about touching moments, but it was, it was a very touching moment for me. It was, it was, I was quite, uh, I don't know. I was, I felt quite honored to be, to be, uh, kind of let in and allowed to, to do this. And because he has quite a collection of tools that I now mm-hmm. have inherited and, cool. uh, and, and can do something with. But, uh, yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I guess. I'm looking forward to, in my future, uh, hoping to have, I guess, a bit more of a, a family connection, you know, and I think this podcast is perhaps part of this, to mm-hmm. to, to have more of those kinds of moments. As, as I get older, they, they seem to be more important to me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss the, you know, not, not being so connected to the grandparents and, and yeah. learning about woodworking and working in a shop and building crap out there, you know. Uh, yeah, didn't get a chance to do that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I respect that, and I, and I understand it as well. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's weird being this far away as well. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we deal with that as well, and, and just sort of, I, I think we're leading into a whole other topic here. But I, I, I think the role <laughs> of family, the role of family, is, is, a, is an interesting thing for us to talk about, especially mm-hmm. um, where we came from and sort of the way our family worked and, and how we have decided to handle our own families now yeah it's true yeah. i mean here we are living of course in three different countries right yeah yep. that's unusual <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean you, you take a look at our, our our cousins uh, back in in ontario i mean <laughs> they all yeah. live within three kilometers of each other it's amazing uh, well there was yeah. the one point that they all live next door to each other basically yeah 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 I, I mean i've uh uh, a couple of friends in Toronto the same. They all would live within a few blocks of, of each other. They all walk to each other, and they're all each other's house all the time. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, even uh, my lady friend, she lives uh, 
uh, about half a mile from her mother's house, which is the same house she grew up in, which is right. that neighborhood. And she's always lived in that neighborhood and she's always lived in that area of the city. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's weird, but it's, uh, I mean, cause I, I, I guess I never really had that moving out at 16. Um, mm-hmm. I moved, I moved clear across the country as mom would say. But even, uh, even leading up to that though, we, yeah, oh, yeah agree. You know, the, the, each house that we lived in, it was only for like a, a few years each time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which I have questions about that. You know, we could talk about that next time. I think that's a longer discussion. But, sure. Uh, what you guys thought about that? Because I think that that spread uh, spread me deep into me moving as many times as I did. But yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That's, that's a bigger discussion. So we can you know make that for make put that on. I'm going to write that down. Mm. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Go no, ahead. I like that. I like that. I like that as a, a jumping off point. Yeah. Right. Anybody mm-hmm. got anything else? No, it was a, weekend three view follow up items. We're all good. Well, I was, was going to ask about the weather, but that's a boring one. Nobody wants to hear about the weather. <laughs> we we already covered it while you were getting the, your um, parcel from the door. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> we've we've had nothing but end of days rain here. So gotcha. Oh, yeah. uh, we had three inches of rain a couple days ago. It rained again. It's supposed to rain again. It's getting dark up there right now. Send some to California. The uh, <laughs> well. about two weeks ago, I was uh, out in my backyard. It's just like it's pouring rain. I'm my hose. I'd done. I'd watered the grass a couple of days before, and it's pouring rain. I guess I didn't put the hose fully away, so I'm putting the hose away now. I'm thinking uh, I should water my sidewalk like the old Italian guys in Toronto do, uh, <laughs> oh, in the middle yeah. of the rain, and just turn west and flip the bird. Screw you, California! You and your nice <laughs> weather in January. Oh, the cherry blossoms are out now. What are you guys doing now? Nothing. Watering my sidewalk. Uh, I, I remember I seeing though. that in Toronto. I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, those man. and they chasing down a single leaf yeah. with the hose for half an hour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, following one leaf slowly down to the 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 side off oh, to the gutter. Yeah, <laughs> Mad, madness. Maybe it's not yeah. Italian. I don't know. I'm stereotyping. I apologize if I've offended any Italians. <laughs> Torontonians, people, you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. So I don't know. Is uh, do we have an extra for this thing yet? Yeah. How do we end this? How how does this uh, how does this end?